0: Dum 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 It's what a wacky week! The podcast episode fifteen. We have put together a real cool collection of stuff for you this week, and when I say we, of course, I mean all of me. Why not take all of me? You're going to be hearing not only some clips from the early days of KLSY, but also some of the history on how it came to be from Mr. Classy himself. And we'll explain that when the time is right. I've also got a promo I did at my first professional gig when KQOT gave away something for Christmas. Yes, it was KQOT gives you a goose but this weekend being the annual ballard seafood fest i'll take this opportunity to remind you that if the usual happens someone with a ballard chamber will ask the question hey who's that guy that always hosts the lutefisk eating contests for free my phone will ring and i'll be the mc for my ninth such contest or not but with that coming up on the weekend calendar i thought i'd dig out a couple of familiar voices promoting seafood fest the way they did it back in the 1980s.
1: Roll out the salmon. We'll Stan, have uh, Stan, uh, what do you mean salmon? For the Big Pacific Seafood Fest in Ballard. Yeah, the 28th and 29th. Oh, you've heard. It's all over, Snooze junction What's all over, Snooze junction Never mind. Recipe contests, big salmon barbecue. Restaurants will set up boots to let you try the various seafood samplers. A beer garden, boat tours, live entertainment. The Big Pacific Seafood Fest, July 28th and 29th, in Ballard. You betcha. Tim Hunters, what a wacky week.
0: Podcast. Beginning tomorrow, excitement returns to Yakima Radio in the form of the KQOT Sticker Man. Okay, 10th Avenue in West Knob Hill to the first person who pulls up with a KQOT window sticker and walks up to the phone booth. You know, if we have two cars that show up at the same time, it's the first person who gets to that phone booth. Right, they might have to run. Okay, why don't we take a quick music break?
1: Well, wait a second here. I think uh-huh. we might have uh Well, we won't take a quick a music winner. break. They're, they're driving over here
0: in a yellow... Here comes a... It's going to be a race here. We've got to race. All right. They're going to have to... To the
1: phone one to the okay, okay,
0: we're we're last time we gave you the bird this time we've got 25 geese to give away to people with KQOT window stickers in their car so this Christmas let us give you a goose kqot
1: this is Tim Hunter's what a wacky week the podcast. And it ought to be getting better any minute now.
0: Say, kids, what time is it? Murdoch, Hunter, and Alice. Boy, everybody's getting into this St. Patrick's Day thing. Ellen just announced seconds ago that she's Gaelic. Murdoch, Hunter, and Alice in the morning. The number one pastime in America by in terms of attendance now, passing Major League Baseball, is casino gambling. Wow. Well, that's why Pete Rose switched. No, it's not. <laughs> Well, former police lieutenant Mark Furman, made famous by the O.J. Simpson trial, has been visiting the area over the past few days. Uh, two days ago, he got a tour of the kingdom. Interesting. Well, got but in the dugout, after he had left, the Mariners found four gloves that weren't theirs. Uh, well, it was either stand there and fight over the yeah. dryer in the laundry room or, or go back and, you know, have a libation. So it's Saturday afternoon. What are you going to do? Catfight, beer. Catfight, <laughs> beer. The word April comes from the Latin, aperio which means to open. The, the Romans uh, did that because all the buds start to open this time. Oh, of year. sure. So let's commemorate the event and open a few buds right now. All what do you right. say? We'd like you to take your cordless phone, go to the laundry machine, and put it inside your dryer. All right, here goes. <laughs> oh, <you> know, oh. <laughs> had, had to know that was going to happen. Here on 92.5 KLSY. And that was a Murdoch, Hunter, and Alice show demo from 1997. We started out as Murdoch and Hunter even though Alice was there, but as you may recall, she was a dominating presence on the air, and eventually our program director, Bobby Irwin, said it was time to add her name to the marquee. Hey, we were lucky they didn't make it Alice and those guys. I have to say the majority of the people I met along my radio career continue to be good friends. Sure, most of our communication is through Smart Alec comments on Facebook, but every now and then we manage to pull off some kind of reunion gathering. It's been a while since the last KLSY get-together, but I stumbled across this collection of recorded greetings from people who couldn't make it to the party, and some really good history here, starting things out with Mr. Classy himself. Dana Horner.
1: This is Dana Horner. I'm in uh, Tucson, Arizona these days. My three children all live in Seattle with my eight grandkids and there's a new one coming before the end of the year, we think. But anyway, that's enough about me. Uh, Tim had contacted me about talking about Classy, where it came from and some of the early stories. Very quickly said, I was hired in 1982 by Sandusky. There had been three general managers in the previous 18 months or whatever. And uh, we were operating Kazam out of the Bellevue Shopping Center or something. It was a a two-story building over on, I don't even remember where it was. Kazam was probably my all-time favorite sounding radio station, one that I like to listen to. It was determined about six, eight months after I got there that we were going to put Kazam to death and bring on the KLS Well, it's now the classy format. There was no KLSY at that point. Uh, One of the first things I had to do was go find call letters that fit into the George Johns KLSI format that we had on, Sandusky had on in Kansas City. Uh, We finally found those call letters on a merchant marine ship on the East Coast. That's where the KLSY call letters actually came from. They were... Uh, call signs on a, on a ship on the East Coast. We got that done. One of the things that, uh, that we did very well was we had a very good program director at that time on Kazam. Her name was Chris Mays. And Chris, God bless her, uh, she was going to go from what was, Chris Mays did one heck of a job of getting buy-in, first her buy-in, and then second the staff buy-in. And uh, the history of that is, go back and check the record books, the Arbitrons, and everything that goes along with that. But uh, there we go. Along that time, we were looking for a morning man, a a new morning show for Kazam, And we had approached a fellow by the name of Gary Lockwood, who was at KJR. Lockwood had agreed to come over. Uh, There was lawsuits and all kinds of things involved in that, but we were all clear and uh, he was gonna be unavailable for a year while he lived out the rest of his contract with KJR. In the meantime, we hired a fella who came on board and knew that he was gonna come on board as the interim morning guy by the name of Bruce Murdoch. Bruce was there as we made the change to Classy, KLSY, and Bruce was the perfect morning guy for KLSY. The day that Gary Lockwood's contract was up at KJR, and Chris Mays and I sat in my office over in that two-story shopping center waiting for Lockwood to come over and tell us what he was going to do. We sat in the office. Gary came in, and KJR had been sold. Uh, it was, I think Metro Media had sold it to Ackerly. And bottom line was, he was going to stay put because they had made him, quote, a rich man by staying there. Somehow or another, the entire office, everybody had found things to do right outside my door during that meeting, and Chris and I are sitting there, and... I think we both had to contain our joy that we were going to be able to make Bruce the morning guy forever. And it damn near went on forever. And it was a celebration uh, that I remember very well. That kind of set the tone for what was going to happen over the next many years. A couple of quick things. uh, I was able to make some good decisions because they were easy decisions. And I got to make some bad decisions. One One of the worst I ever made Uh, was uh, a nighttime announcer, and her name is Delilah. And Delilah came along and said, you know, I think we could do syndication and I could put this show on across the country. And I said, no, there's no way that's going to work. Forget about it. And uh, so Delilah, (laughs) God bless her, man. What, she got 600 stations these days? A good move. A better move I made was uh, we were looking, I was looking for a, a general sales manager. And uh, one of the better moves I've ever made in my career was to bring over a, a woman uh, from King Broadcasting. Her name is Jane Wallace. And Jane came over to be our general sales manager and was there until the time I left and, and continued on. What some of you don't know is that another contender for that position was a guy that I didn't think was qualified to do the job and didn't hire him. His name was and is Norman Rao. Norman uh, It's still involved with Sandusky, as you may or may not know, but at that time, he was not hired as the general sales manager nor the local sales manager for uh, what was going on in Classy. Uh, That was quite a run back then, and I I told Tim, I said, I'm going to try not to say too many names because there were so many people, and we accomplished so much that it was... uh, i'm tearing up (laughs) no it was just it was one of those special things where you get the right people at the right time and you do wonderful things and the things involved things like the the classic giving tree and a lot of the things i mean we did that with nordstrom and nobody had ever done anything with nordstrom at that level at that time and we were able to do those things because of the commitment and the buy-in that everybody had and I think the fact that uh, that Murdoch was there, and Tim came on board later, uh, the fact that those things continue for such an extended period of time was based on the quality of the foundation that was put early on. And uh, that's, there's a million stories, and I'd love to tell you all of them, but... Uh, Hell, I'm 60 years old now, and and old Ben ramble, and I don't want to be a rambling old man. I'm really proud to have been a part of it, and I'm really proud to have been there when it started. And congratulations to everybody who was there throughout the the tenure of KLSY. That was just an incredible run. Not many stations get to do that. And if you got to be a part of it, you got to be a part of something very, very special.
0: Man, that's great history. Tell you what, uh, there is a lot more good stuff from that message of the folks that couldn't make it to the party. So I'm going to hold that off until the next episode, okay? Thanks so much for stopping by and taking this in. Pass it along to friends or leave it out on the porch. And the Salvation Army will pick it up next Tuesday. Until next time, I'm Tim Hunter, and most likely I'll be Tim Hunter next time as well. In the meantime, do me just one simple favor. Laugh a little, would you?